Hi, I'm Shama. Hi, I'm Amrita. And we're back with the, the Voice It Out podcast. podcast. Season one was all about what makes us the same and also what makes us different. Now we're including more voices to gain new perspectives and opening up the conversation. So join us and don't keep it in. Voice, Voice it, it out. out. We're back. We're back after. Anyways, we are back. We are back. We are back again. Um, how are you? All good. How are you doing? I'm. I'm good. I'm good. Cool. Um, I just want to re- say a really big thank you to everyone who listened to our first season. Oh, before we get into anything else, absolutely. Thank absolutely. you so much. We've had some great feedback. Yeah. And so now, mm, obviously, got... the second season is going to be slightly different, as we know. Absolutely. And we've got something quite exciting happening today. today. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So we have a guest. Yay! Woohoo! <laughs> and we and are. We are. I'm really happy to yes. introduce, and you will know him hopefully from the BBC Asia Network. He's been in the media for over ten years, so you will have seen him around. I hope you will have. Absolutely. And if you haven't, you should get to know him definitely. It's Haroon Rashid. Hello. Hi, Haroon. Hello. How are you both? Good. How are you? I am very excited to be here because I love everything you're doing with this podcast and also because I've known you both for years. So <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're going to forget that there's microphones here. We're going to forget that there's a camera. Like yeah. this is, so we true. might say something that's going to get us into a lot of trouble, <laughs> but it's okay because I'm with fine. friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think that was why when me and Shama were kind of thinking how we, how we kind of introduce guests to season two, you were kind of the name, it was, Literally on top of our list, yeah. I'd say. Like, let's get him on. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's flattering to know. Like, Absolutely. I'm really happy to know that. So oh, thank no. you. But I think it's also because of we've known you for years and yeah. we've actually seen your, we've actually witnessed your development. So it's yeah. been great and we're I, very proud of you. By also, the, way. the three of us have seen our, each other in very like stressful circumstances, <laughs> yes. happy moments, yes. celebratory moments. Moments where we want to literally not talk to anybody in the world. <laughs> yes. and we've, we've, we've seen yes. it all. Yes. And yes. so I think there's very little that's filtered between no. the three of us. Absolutely. Yes. No. Yes. And I do remember phone calls of you being <laughs> abroad. I mean, like, Amrita. Yes. Yes. Phone calls even in this country late at night where I'm like, Amrita, I don't know what to do. This is a disaster. Where, where, do, where, where do I go? What do I do? Oh, no. So true. So you can probably get a gist of the friendship that the three of us have. Yes, absolutely. Um, Haroon, we are so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for your support for the first season. My pleasure. Um, so realistically, I've known you for that long that I've known the kind of transition you've had in the media. But I've also known the personal transition you've had in terms of your fitness, in terms of the way you look out for yourself, look after yourself. And I think it's going to be one of these conversations where we hear from a male perspective how you did that because I feel like we really hear from a lot of females about this yeah it's interesting isn't it because I think women definitely have it harder like let's just <laughs> let's just say that on the offset like women definitely have it harder in life in all aspects um I think quite often the male experience of balancing life is over is overlooked sometimes mm-hmm. rightly so because women have it harder but that's not to say that men don't have their own journey and experiences of trying to find the balance and i think for me 
finding the balance in all aspects of my life is an ever evolving process. Like right. I don't think anybody who claims to say they have the perfect balance of work, home life, relationships, health, whatever it might be, they're lying. They're lying. Mm. It's a facade. Yeah. It's so true. It true. I do feel like this is the same for women because I oh, do absolutely. feel like we, ne- we hardly ever, I don't think any woman, obviously I don't have kids, but even women who have kids and are married, Shama, <laughs> um, <laughs> have, have it right all the time. No. We just don't, right? Yeah. But it's also, I think, and I think this goes for both men and women. It's this idea of having it all, doing it all, having it all. But that can mean different things to a lot of people. And I think it's that whole thing of, especially with the world of social media and everything happening so fast, we want everything now without realizing that, oh, hold on, as we age, as we grow older, as we learn new things, our priorities will change. And we want it all. And rarely do we actually ever enjoy what we're yes. doing at that time. Like, so true. Absolutely. So, so yeah. true. I feel like during the COVID pandemic, especially on, from a personal perspective, I've really tried to be present in the moment rather than thinking of, oh, what's happening tomorrow? What's happening next week? I'm going on holiday next month. Yeah. Like, do you get what I mean? We're always going towards something yeah. Yeah. rather than living and cherishing what we are living mm. at that moment. I think COVID and the pandemic and the lockdowns, like first lockdown was a crazy like reset for everyone. Yeah. Like a, a mental reset, a physical reset, like being confined to your home for most people. Obviously there were frontline workers and people who were still kind of well helping us. But the, the point is, I think for a lot of us who were confined to our homes, it was the first time that any of us had really sat down and thought like, what am I doing? Mm, like, what yeah. is happening in my life? Why, what have I been chasing for however long? And in a split second, I'm being held back from all of that to, obviously because of the pandemic, but is what is it, what's it worth? Because yeah. it's not really worth anything, Absolutely. right? Yeah. I totally agree with you. I do feel like we were kind of just thrust in a way out we, of the rat we, race. Do you know what it was? We were like forced, yeah. we were actually forced to just stop. Yeah. And, you know, it is that thing that some people, some people hated it. It just didn't work for some people, but others like reveled. They just loved it so much. It was something that they didn't know they needed. And it kind of just forced us to be like, okay, no, hold on. What is happening? Yeah. You know, you can work around certain things. Have you ever thought if the pandemic didn't happen and the pandemic is like, it's such a disastrous thing yeah, right like it yeah. took lives it's ruined it's ruined people it's, it has it's ruined people yeah. but do you ever wonder if the pandemic hadn't happened what where you would be now so it's really funny you say that because mm. i think of this all the time because for me the pandemic that those months that we were in lockdown um i was working from home for 15 months straight mm. and i absolutely hated it oh did you i hated it because i had no interaction because at that time in my team it's almost like obviously no one was ready for something like that yeah. but i think in my team no one was also ready to have that many people working from home at once and also to make sure that yes they're working from home but you can still have interaction with them even if it's virtual even if it's on the phone there was no thought in that sense. Yeah. So I think it yeah. made it more difficult for me, but also because I had a parent who was shielding. Mm. So which meant I was a little bit more protective of my parents and of my situation that I I was making sure I wasn't putting them at risk. Like I had to think about my own actions as well. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. But I think looking back, I was gonna, I was gonna say, 
looking back, I do feel like those two years were a big waste because I feel like socially I did absolutely nothing. I didn't catch up with my friends. Some of my friends' life situation changed. Just did not, you know, like you just couldn't reach out in the yeah. right way because you were dealing with your own thing. But it's also the fact that, okay, there is that, but we were under so much stress as well. So it was that thing of, okay, yeah, as much as you want to reach out to friends and stuff like that, you've also got to make time for yourself and figure out what's happening at home. How is that happening? Like, you know, it's having the capacity, it's, it's this, having the brain capacity to think about doing those things as well as concentrating on what's what you've got going on in your own life and your in your own presence. Yeah. And I think this is exactly like where you're coming from in terms of trying to have that capacity of trying to have your hand in everything. Yeah, I mean, like, so... I've been working since I was um, in the in the media industry since I was seventeen. Like you, wow. I'm mean, Rita. You've known me since I was a teenager. Oh my god! Like, quite literally. I mean, I feel old. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't don't um, don't at all. But um, I, I feel like as soon as I entered the media industry and was enamoured by this world of um, pos- it's a world of possibility, right? Because it is what you make of it, and yep, there's absolutely. it's a never ending. Um, the, the goal keeps moving. Like, the goal yeah. keeps moving. Oh, I want to achieve this. Oh, I want to achieve this. Oh, wouldn't it be great if I... Because um, I started as a, as a like you, as a reviewer, and then I became a freelancer. Um, I did an internship, then became a freelancer. Then I became an assistant uh, producer. Then I was working on The Breakfast Show. Uh, then I was an entertainment reporter. Then I became a senior journalist. Now I'm a presenter. That, that's kind of the career graph. But for me... Uh, and in the middle, I was an editor of a news news team as well. So it, it, in in all of that, I was always chasing mm. the next opportunity. So throughout all of the last decade, my only goal was my career progression. And the pandemic was the very first time in my life that I had to think about taking on other responsibilities. It started with responsibility, right? Because in the same way that you're saying that you had a parent who was shielding, I was living with two grandparents and it was just me and my grandparents. And they obviously, they were shielding. And so I was responsible for everything. And that one outing a week to go to the supermarket was like the the biggest responsibility of making sure I didn't bring anything back into the house and, you know, uh, coming in and literally changing my clothes straight away and showering straight away and wiping the bags out. And this new sense of responsibility in just that first couple of weeks of the pandemic made me realise, oh, there is more that I need to focus on in my life than just my career because mm. that's that's there and it's fine. Um, so can I ask you something before yeah. you continue? Did you feel any pressure at that point that you have to then start now balancing different things? I didn't I didn't think I realised it so instantly. Okay, so, right. Because okay. I was working in my 20s with blinkers on and I couldn't see anything else yeah. around me. Yeah, I was because I was going to ask you, like when you were... when. It, in your 20s, when you were chasing this sort of like career, 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 yeah. did did it ever occur to you that, hold on, if I've got my career, when when can I make l- time for like other things in Shall life? Shall I tell you something? People who used to focus on other things, I used to think they were stupid. Really? really? Yeah, like for example, like a lot of my cousins got married um, five, six years ago and they're all around the similar age to me, maybe like two, three year age difference. Yeah. And I used to think like, 
they've got they've got married and like they're gonna that's their focus now like how are they gonna do other stuff like how are they gonna focus on their career and like how like oh they've had kids now like what like, what what's that gonna mean like they're not gonna yeah. be able to I don't know go to a work meeting or whatever like they they're not gonna have the flexibility they're tied down yeah by um this decision that they've made this other yeah. aspect of their life yeah. that they've decided to focus on mm. and that's going to take away from what they could be giving to career i don't even think career i just mean personal ambition yeah. like for me career was personal ambition yeah and um so i never thought about it before sorry mm-hmm. what was your what was your question is like good to die ever think about it no, yeah in your yeah. theory you you've answered it yeah. you've answered it yeah yeah did yeah did you ever think about it before no i didn't ever think about it before yeah but so it's really weird you say that because obviously i've had a full time job outside of the media and the media thing was my side hustle mm-hmm. right yeah same same as shama same but so i feel like you have a different perspective altogether but also the chasing that you were doing Did you feel like it was because of the industry as well? Mm. The way the industry operates? Uh yeah, I mean I think unless you I I mean I don't want to sound like oh we work in such hard jobs. I absolutely love my job. I yeah. love the industry that I work in. I feel like I'm so privileged and I you know I am constantly grateful for being in the opportunity to to be in the position that I am. I've worked damn hard to be in that position, but um The industry is ruthless. So if you don't take that opportunity, somebody yeah. else is going to get that opportunity. Exactly. Um the industry yeah, it's true. the industry is unforgiving. So you're only as good as your reputation and your reputation is built from the work that you've done. So yes, I there was very little opportunity for me to take my eyes off the prize mm. and that is why I had to have that focus. Um but also I guess at that time I didn't know what benefit those other aspects of life yeah. would bring me okay so that's like, interesting for example when i talk about like my cousins having got married or like my friends getting married and things like that or like being in stable relationships i neglected that part of my life completely for the majority of my 20s because i did not have time for it or mm. i would say i did not have time for it yeah and i don't know if that's true like i don't know if it's true that i didn't have time for it i think the 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 bigger truth is that I didn't make time for it. Yeah, so this was what I was going to ask next. Yeah. Because a lot of that not even just the dating or the relationships or just even just having a work life balance, you have to make time for it. You have to prioritize like for example, you know, I feel like I think post pandemic more I notice when my mental health is a little bit down yeah. or something like that. Yes, everyone has off days, right? Yeah. We all Absolutely. have them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's no escaping an off day. You might have had I don't know, you might be tired. It could anything could feed into that off day. But when you're having an off day, it's an off day. It's not it's not like do you get what I mean? Yeah. It's not it's not always something that continues day to day. But I've noticed in myself sometimes when I'm busy at work, I'm not able to put put myself first yeah. in inverted commas. I really feel it now and probably pre-pandemic I didn't notice it so much because I was so in the rat race of going into work every day mm. five days a week yeah. yeah and now we're not there Absolutely. do you get what well, I mean well the thing is I say this all the time like I can't believe like when I because I go into when I go into work I go in like one week in one week out and I go Monday to Friday I am shattered I'm so tired and literally I have this conversation all the time to think 
we used to go to work Monday to Friday, also have time to socialize after yeah. work, oh and then God, socialize the during the socialize <laughs> during even the do weekend. media event yeah. after work. Do a media oh event after, God. and especially like a media event would be that stressful situation yeah. where we're like, and you know what? It's really funny you say that because I remember any media situation I'd be in that's really stressful. I would look for someone that's familiar, and ev- like really the amount of t- the amount of times I've seen Harun, I'm like Harun, stick with me, we and he's like stick with me. We another. do yeah. actually so do funny. because it is that offloading of oh my god, and to think to do that now I'm like oh my god but you know like you you were saying like you know you thought of your cousins and your friends getting married and you know it's also that notion of but that's all they've got to concentrate on because I was under the impression like when I when the whole idea of sort of me getting married and doing that I was always under the impression of, oh my God, okay, I'm going to have to put that first and that's always going to have to be my priority without thinking, oh no, hold on, I'm getting married to a partner who I can talk about these things to, who can help me balance that out, who can give me that support. But you don't know that until that happens. or You know, like it's... Right, so yeah. unless you know the benefit of what you're giving your time to, yeah. you will not prioritise it, right? So for me, uh, career and work, I could visualise the benefit of it. Yeah. I right. knew that if I focus on this and I focus on um, being the best possible interviewer, being the best possible journalist, being being the best possible at my job, the uh, visceral result of that will be that I will pro- I will maybe rise to I will get a promotion. Mm. I will get to interview a bigger celebrity. I will get paid more. You know, like there yeah. are there are tangible things mm. that I could see in my mind as being a result of my focus on that one thing. Yeah. What I didn't realise is if I focus if I also prioritize relationships, there is a companionship there that yeah. at one point I'm gonna want to rely on. Yeah. Um if I uh, f- uh prioritize my health, um I will be in a better, fitter state to do the other things yeah. of my life. If I go to the gym my mental health will be in a better place. Yeah. I will feel less stressed. I will feel less burnt out. Uh, if I focus on my family, like for example, the the sense of responsibility that um, the start of the pandemic gave me, it was like, you know what? I really love my grandparents. I yeah. really love my family. I really love my parents, my sister. I don't want to be in a position later in life where I regret not having given them the due attention that they and care that they deserve the the pandemic i was always i've always been somebody who cares deeply about my family and i've always been someone who prioritizes that i wouldn't say that i've ever neglected that but the pandemic made me view it in a different way Mm. right like before it'd be like um me living with my grandparents would be like my nana saying oh can you print these documents yeah can you you renew my car insurance can you renew your home insurance? can you do this can you do that and you do all of it but you almost do it um as a it's it's far down your priority list yeah. right it's not high up your priority list um and then all of a sudden in this scenario i was arranging doctor's appointments taking phone appointments you know all you're of that. pretty much their carer right yeah in that in that scenario and i'm like this deserves equal amount of absolutely uh, attention from me as my professional career does yeah. so how does how has that how does that look now mm. like obviously we're out of the pandemic we are 
I'd like to think we're normal, but it's it's a different. It's normal. a different normal. It's we're not, in, we're it's not in the, the normal we were used yeah, to before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how does that look for you now? So I think it's quite scary because what Shama's saying about how uh, you, you can't believe that you used to go in. I go into the office six days a week right now, so God. I'm in every yeah. day, and and I can feel like old habits might start creeping in again, and right. I'm trying so hard to nip them in the bud before they get out of hand. And those old habits are lifestyle habits. So for example, if you're at work and somebody makes social events after work, you do sometimes feel obliged to yeah. attend those yeah. social events. You do. If you're at work and you haven't fin- you haven't tied up all the things you need to tie up, you might feel okay staying on two or three extra hours in the evening and not leaving until 8 p.m. Oh God, and that yes. might mean that you might not be able to go to the gym. Yeah. And if you don't go to the gym, you might not feel fit. And actually, if you're if you're tired, then you might eat more carbs. And you know, it's... It, it's it a domino effect, isn't it? It is literally a yeah. domino effect. Yeah. yeah. So how it looks right now is that I have identified that some old habits might return. And I don't want them to. But I think that's really positive because you're yeah. consciously seeing that, oh, this might be me. Yeah. But I'm consciously trying not to get there. And right? if, yeah. if I do want to ask, like, if there is a time where you probably will get times where that does take over, you will be like, I know this is happening, but I need to do this. Sort of, are you someone who will be like, okay, I feel really bad about it? Or are you someone who's like, okay, look, that's, that's happened then. Now I've got to make sure I'm even more conscious of it, making sure that I don't do it okay so or, i've got a really in, i've got a really weird perspective on this and i'd like okay. your opinion on this right. so, i don't think that you can have as an individual i'm not talking about men or women yeah i i don't think you can have all things at the same time and the way i sort of see it as like is like um are like tokens right so like when you're having a period where you can focus on yourself you can be optimum with your health and your fitness and your food and your nutrition and your family time and your hobbies and all the rest of it you kind of bank it up you bank up that energy and you kind of load up those tokens and they're there and they're sat there and then you go through a period where work is crazy busy hectic and is non-stop and you know you are neglecting those other aspects but you're banking it up because it's worth it at that time. It's worth focusing on the. Mm. Way. I don't know if, if I've no, that's ex- a really good expressed it very well. Have... But like, I'll, I'll give you my example. So, um, the last six, the last two months of work have been ridiculously busy. Like ridiculously busy to the extent where I'm working six to seven days a week, oh and in those six to seven days a week, I'm working like up to 12 to 14 hours a day and it's it's literally that and I know that because of that sometimes I'm too tired to go to the gym in the yeah. morning or I don't have the energy in the evening yeah. or you know what there's nothing more I want than a, a burger at the end of the night <laughs> yeah. you know like I, I I I you know I know that that's happening yeah but those opportunities are too good for me to uh pass up on yeah like I went to IFA last month it was crazy busy i'm still dealing with a lot of that now because a lot of the content hasn't gone out yet because it's going into something else and i have to be part of that those meetings or like i i was hosting this gig with the quick star the the other day and that gig uh i did a full shift in birmingham doing my show drove down to london did this gig in the evening Mm -hmm. wrapped up at like 1 a.m and i know that other parts of my life are suffering for that but it's okay because a quiet time will come at work yeah. 
and then I will be able to focus on the other things. And I don't know if that's a good way or not. You can go first. Okay, <laughs> I, I, no, no, no. I actually agree with you. I think it's that, that you can't have everything all at the same time, all the time. Um, and I completely, completely agree that it is, because it's also the way I think of it is, so things have happened in my life where so many things have just changed without me even expecting it. And it's how you handle that because it's like, you know, we 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 go in thinking like the career, for instance, this is what's gonna happen. This is how I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do like work, 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 work. But then you actually don't know what's around the corner. And how do you, how do you not train your mind, but how do you deal with those changes? How can you make sure that, you know, you've got, you understand that you've got all these other aspects. If something, if something does go wrong or something doesn't go to plan in one aspect, it's ensuring that all the other aspects in your life, you are, you know, like you've got your family there who will support you. You've got sort of, if you're in a relationship, you've got that person. If you're, if you've got good health, you're in a more sort of mental state to, you know, be kinder to yourself and stuff like that. And I think, yeah, that whole banking them all up is a really, really great way of, I mean, it's a, it's a great analogy. I love that analogy, but yeah, it's, it is that. But the risk is always that the tokens will run low. Like the way I think of it is like a slot machine and the, the yeah. tokens are running low. And once it starts running low, then you're at risk of burnout. Burn, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. So I kind of partly agree with you guys. Okay. But I think even though I totally get your scenario because in the media is a bit like that. Mm. But I also, I personally feel like in the, when being in the media, when you're in the UK, a lot happens in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get what I yeah. mean? So like you might have four months yeah. or five months yeah. of summer and then the winter's literally calmer. Yeah. After, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean? it's after so Diwali. Diwali is like the big massive yeah. like, oh my God, things but happening. Also, everyone comes to London. Yeah, yeah. everyone yeah. comes to London. Yeah. It's actually yeah. mad. So obviously I don't know if your opportunities relate to that kind of period. I think it's, I think, I think it's very valid. Yeah. I think the summer is definitely busier, yeah. Exactly. So then I I kind of do agree with you then that, you know, like in this period you will be busy and you might not, kind of pay attention to some of the other things yeah. but it will work itself out but also I also think to myself like we were saying that if it is for example going to the gym and I've not been a gym goer for some time but I try and kind of eat healthy I try and whenever I can mm. be bothered stay away from sugar <laughs> um, which doesn't always happen um, but you know stuff like that it's for me it's a conscious thing and if I'm making the de decision to have a dessert it's just one dessert. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like sometimes we expect a lot of ourselves. And I think for me, that's definitely calmed down during the pandemic because I expected so much of myself yeah. that I had to, something had to give, right? Yeah. And something has to give. So I feel like in your busy period, I feel like that busy period will eventually turn into a bit of a lull maybe. And you'll... True. But it will re-enter. You can always... If you, if you become focused on that or you let that because I think it's also about setting boundaries I think you have to yeah. set boundaries yeah. to some extent and you need to know when to also pass up on opportunities for other parts yes. of your life like today's a good example actually today's a good example so um, after this recording I have a family um, barbecue and a family like uh, uh, also one of my little nieces birthday parties to Aww. go to and I know at the same time there are interviews happening with Varun like I know that this is happening this afternoon. Yeah. And uh, there is no way that I'm going to go and do an interview with Varun Dhawan. Um, on a Sunday. On a Sunday. On a Sunday yeah. afternoon. Um, to, in, in, in place of going to a family gathering that actually uh, I want to be at. Five years ago, that decision might have been different. I was just going to ask, like, yeah, would it, would this, yeah, would, would that have changed? Like, if you were just starting your career 
and you were you, this was happening back then what would you have ch- chosen to do i think five years ago even you know i think even maybe just before the pandemic maybe the decision might have been different mm. you know and it's interesting because i have like i have worked on eids i have worked on birthdays i have worked on um i have done things i remember like um you guys were at the happy new year junket yes yeah so that day was the day before eid i remember yeah it was. and it was um there was two like that's a great example of me not knowing when to set my boundaries yeah. because it was the same day there was interviews with the cast of Happy New Year happening at one hotel there was an interview with Gangana Renata happening at another yes. hotel oh my yeah. God, I on the this same so day well. and yes. the Haroon of 2014 was doing it all uh, yeah. so I was uh, I, I came to the Happy New Year junket I did an interview with Deepika and Farah then I went to the Gangana interview did, and this is another hotel altogether went and did a Gangana interview came back to the Happy New Year junket did a Abhishek and, and the rest of the gang interview yeah. and completely missed out on any family eats uh, like Jandrat celebrations at home and at the time didn't think twice about it like for me it just did not it it just that was where I needed to be that was what I needed to do and I did it and I don't think I would make those decisions now so do you yeah. do you get like pressure from the family at stuff like no. this ah. no okay. my family's like super understanding they they they, they know, you know this what? is my job and I think you know what you saying that I think that makes it more do, do you think it makes it easier for me to for you to make that decision of oh now I'm going to spend time with my family because they're so like because they're so supportive and they've always never made you feel like you shouldn't be concentrating on your career and everything it does that give you an extra kind of be like you know what I actually want to be there for my family yeah maybe I think also as you get older and I think as you get towards the end of your 20s and you reach 30 you're like you know what your family means well a lot more to yeah. you than any um job is ever gonna mean absolutely and any interview is ever gonna mean and you know th- I, I heard you guys talk in your um episode about British Asian media about how uh well Amrita, you said that you've built some friendships with, like, I'm not friends with any of these people. Like, none of these, <laughs> no, no, none no, of, this is what I was trying to say. Yeah. That yeah. just, that was not an expectation at all. Yeah, no. yeah, none of these people are my friends and I don't want to be friends with them. Precisely. But I care about my family and I want yeah. to spend time with them and yeah. I want to be there for moments that uh, matter. And so, actually, there might come a time where I might have to pass up on a, on a family gathering because uh, the work commitment is so important mm. that will have been a calculated decision that I've made rather yeah. than a rushed I need to focus on my career yeah it's weird because hearing you say that because for me personally I feel like I got there ages ago but my situation is different obviously because because media was a side hustle yeah I had to make that decision quite quickly in every scenario when where an opportunity came up is is this worth me taking time off from my day job yeah. or is this worth me working on a weekend do you get yeah. what I mean also, I've had that all the way through also is the fact that we were doing that voluntarily. Yeah, this is what I mean. So because that, it was a side hustle. It was hustle, a side it was completely hustle. completely different. So it's sort of like our focus was different. Because I, like, I remember we went to watch Chapta Kejan Diwali Day. Like morning at Diwali. And I remember saying to my mum, I'm going to go and I'll be back like before the afternoon. And she was just like, okay, I understand you need to do this, but I'd rather you be at home. As she would. Yeah, yeah. As she would. But it's that thing of like sort of having it because no matter who's there or what's there you've got to also do it for yourself figure out what is right for you to do yeah for yourself absolutely you know and it's and it, and you're right like as we get older it is trying to like find that balance and you know like like for me at the moment my struggle is like finding the balance of okay doing the podcast but then also going from all right he's 
my husband's got his side of the family and the things that are happening on his side of the family and then things that are happening on my side of the family and how what do we do when something's happening together and you know like you split up no, just <laughs> literally I mean and let's be honest it's really funny because I had this conversation I was just like okay you go to my side because they like you better and I'll go to your side because they like me better that's a great, you know that's like a great, yeah. just, but um but no but it's that it's that thing of like like I've now got an added extra of, oh, no, I don't have something just ha happening with my family. I have to build new relationships with this new family that I'm married into. And it's sort of like trying to figure out, I'm not doing that. Okay, I'm doing it for myself, but I'm also doing that for my partner who's supporting me in doing stuff like the podcast and doing, you know, making sure that when I'm working, like supporting me when I want to go for like a new job or like, you know, all these little things. Um, and it's difficult. It is hard. And. I think for me, I've also got a, I'm a bit of a people pleaser. I'm like, no, let me try and see if I can do everything. Right. So I get FOMO. <laughs> I do get FOMO. I, don't, I get it much less now. I get it much, much less yeah. now. But uh, earlier, I would want to, I would really feel like, what am I missing out on? As yeah. in interview wise or like opportunity uh, wise? Opportunity wise, uh, less family wise, uh, because you, you're, the, the biggest problem is that we all as individuals take our family for granted. Yes, they're like, absolutely. We're not missing out on anything because they're always going to be there. Yeah, you know? They're always yeah. going to be there. And, you know, if we miss out on this one... Well, go to be the next the, one. will be there next yes, week, you know. It's, yeah. uh, you know and, and so that less FOMO with. But um, friendship, friendship, definitely. You know, I want to be part of uh, friendship gatherings, yeah. for example. And um, also, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like as you get older... I just can I can't take on as much as I could take oh, on yeah. before. Absolutely I mean, this has been after not. COVID. I can't even talk, I can't even say that it's because of my <laughs> uh, Yeah, COVID maybe 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 that is. Maybe I think for me it definitely is. It so, definitely is. So for now, like um Friday is a, a good example. The quick style gig I was hosting. Um one of one of my best friends, he was like, Oh, I'll come I wanna come to the gig but I'm coming from quite far and I only want to come if we're going to go out for dinner and oh, okay. stuff after. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I can't commit to that yeah. because I can't, I'm working a full day in Birmingham, coming to London, working the full evening in London. I have a show the next morning mm. and I can't compromise on my sleep now. Yeah, like I, I need, so, but before I'd be like, yeah, man, let's go. Let's go for dinner. Let's go for shisha. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's go for drinks. And then I'd get home at 2, 3 a.m. And I would, Sleep four hours That's and then, smart. you know, yes. carry on. Well, has anyone, okay, apart from your family, because you've said that they've been really supportive, but have you, from your friends group or even at work, like, have you, how do you deal with someone not understanding that? Someone who, has anyone ever made you feel bad for, like, pretty, pretty much putting yourself first, but being like, you're not making any time for me? Or like, how... <laughs> um, you know what all of my friends and maybe that's the reason they are my friends yeah. is that they, they are very yeah. understanding like, they are very understanding because you would not be friends with anyone who was not understanding no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I just think like he doesn't have time for you if you don't have time for him yeah no but I, I, I feel like you get out of relationships what you put into yeah, it absolutely. so when I'm there for them I'm fully there for them and when I'm not there for them they know there's a good reason why yeah, yeah you know so good. there's like there's no like mixed like oh it He's, it, there's no imbalance in those friendships, I don't think. And when there is, hmm. I'm quite good at identifying yeah. that I need to put more work into it. And if I have put less work into it, I will make it a priority to try and 
improve on that because I don't think friendship should be one sided. Like no, not you at know, all. I don't want to be in a friendship where the other person is putting more into it than I am. I feel like a, a yeah, or, friend. or vice versa yeah. you're putting in what you realise that you're putting in more than they are Yeah, and it's like especially if you, there's an understanding of what your lifestyle's like how your lifestyle changes as well so it's sort of you know it's one of those things where where people try and work around what's happening it's yeah. always that effort it's always that oh hold on they've got this but they also manage to come to something of mine for, even if it's for like five minutes or ten having that kind of they wanted to show up because they wanted to be there but people show up in different ways, right? Yeah, it's true. Like, you yeah. don't have to, you don't have to, one of my friends went and bought a, a, a full price ticket to the gig I was hosting on Friday because they just wanted to support. Yeah. Her, uh, it was so lovely. It was such a lovely gesture. Uh, and it was great because that was their way of showing support. But another friend doesn't have to do, their way of yeah. showing support or showing up doesn't have to be that. That exact no, thing. Yeah, no, different. But I think it also depends on the kind of friendship you have, mm, right? Yeah. Because I, obviously this might be a biased view, but I feel like most of my friends now are friends I knew from when I was at school mm. or college and I've still maintained the friendships and the friendship groups are still there. So therefore they know, you know, like they know that like you say, that there's a very good reason if I'm saying no to something yeah. or I'm saying, can we postpone it or whatever it is. And I think that's really important because those are the friends who know you from way before you joined the media industry yeah. or had all these opportunities coming your way. And they know that you're working hard towards that and they don't resent you for it. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's really important. But whereas I feel like newer friends might not have that same understanding. Obviously there's, there's a level of them trying but might not have that same understanding of you've worked that hard and you're getting the opportunities yeah. because you've put in the years of work. Do you see what I mean? But I do you struggle to make newer friends? Because I do. I don't know, actually, because I think it depends on the scenario that you meet them. Because I think in yeah. the media, it can be really difficult to make proper friends, which is probably I, I, why we are still friends. Yeah. Because we knew each other <laughs> yeah. from years ago. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, now, if I was to try and... Obviously, I'm a bit older as well. And now I feel like there's like, for example, teenagers or people in their early 20s trying to make a media career. And I feel like their goalposts are so different to what mine were mm. back then. Well, I think me talking about the media for me, like I would not survive the media. I would not be able to, doing what you do, I would not be able to survive it. <laughs> like I do not I have that, that well. cutthroat kind of, oh my God. Because for me, especially like when I first got into going to events and seeing how people are, like... For me, it's like, it doesn't take much to be nice and to be kind. It doesn't take much. And this whole thing of like, oh my God, like you're all there for the same thing. But I think in an instance like that, I don't think I could be friends with people from, like, I just don't think that would work for me in terms of, yeah, like I just, it's, it's, it's just too kind of. It's kind of artificial. Very, like, I'm yeah. just happy that I'm there and I've got the opportunity. Whereas, the, I, you know, the a lot of the people that I met during, like, a lot of these media events was very much like, don't you know who I am? Like, do you have... A, don't, <laughs> I love that. You know, it's sort of like... So that's the worst possible attitude to have. Yeah. yeah. I would say, I would say that I think... Because, like I said, that British Asian media episode you did was my favourite of your first season <laughs> because I could relate to so much of it. I have to... To defend the British Go for media it. industry slightly, I, I, you don't have to be that person. No, no, I no, wouldn't no. describe myself as cutthroat. I don't think I, you are. I wouldn't describe myself as somebody who, um, it, you, uh, 
who's unfriendly. I, I, I would describe myself yeah. as a friendly person. Yeah. And I would describe myself as someone who, like, there's enough space in this industry for Absolutely. everyone. Oh, yeah, there is. And, yeah. and you don't have to be that 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 guy or that girl who is, um, don't you know who I yeah. am? Or, you know, who is uh, guarding themselves from everyone. You don't have to be that no. person. And like you said, everyone is there for the same thing. I think also as you get, but the, but I can't understand where that comes from for the people who do behave like yeah. that. Because of the the nature of this industry, and secondly, because it's that balance of priorities, right? If that is their only priority in life at yeah. that time, then that is the only thing that they think they need to focus on. They will be ruthless in trying yeah. to to get it, and they will not have realized that that is one part of the the puzzle of life for yeah. them, and that actually it's okay if somebody gets a better interview on this occasion. See, yeah. I think that's a really yeah. mature way of looking at it, and I think because. Personally, for me, I don't only come from the media. And when, you know, when we first started out reviewing, I wasn't there to meet celebrities. Yeah. I was there just to put my opinion across. And I think it's a really difficult, it's, it's a different start to where other people might have fully got their foot in by getting an actual job or volunteering in a different way when they are meeting celebrities mm -hmm. or whatever it is. But I think that, I don't want to concentrate too much on media, yeah. but I do genuinely think that people, we make it look easy. Yeah. I used to say this to one of my co my colleagues at um, the outlet that I used to work at. I used to say it all the time. People like us, we make it look easy. But realistically, it's really hard waiting on things, things having been postponed and you having to make extra time for them, dealing with attitudes of PR people, publicists, celebrities mm. themselves. I think we make it look easy. Actually, actually, going on from that, just not even for the media, like just going on from your own socials, Haroon, you, you literally your dance your 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 dance videos, your fitness videos, they're all like, oh my god, he's been doing this for eight. Like it does actually you see the small clip it of socials and stuff like that and been like, oh my god, like it's such a drastic change and it's such a you're doing so well for yourself. But behind the scenes, I can imagine when you first started, like it must have been because it's a complete change from what you know. Yeah. So you know, like, but I, but I think like for example, all those things that I do now. Yeah. Um, like even the fact that I'm a presenter now, I didn't start off as a presenter. You mm. know, I didn't. I I was a. I like I said, I worked in production, radio production, and then was a, a journalist. Um, I think I'm a better presenter for the fact that I have focused on more things than just work mm. because it gives me better perspective on what else is going on in life yeah. than just one thing. And also to broaden it from media, I think the same idea applies to every industry where, you know, both of you in your full-time jobs must meet people yeah. who are just not nice at work <laughs> and are yes. competitive and do not want to share things and do not want to be helpful. And I think I've come to a place where, I think I've always kind of had, I, don't, I think I've always had this perspective, which is their behaviour is a result of, their view of that job like yeah. for them that is the be all and end all to them because unfortunately they have not had the um the, the privilege of being able to see more in life like for them this is all they know this is all they want and this is this is what they think is going to bring them satisfaction mm. and nothing else and the beauty of this is a really strange thing to say but the, uh, the beauty of the pandemic was that it gave me the opportunity to look at other things in life like going back to, for example, health, I feel so much better as an individual for reprioritizing my health. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's, when I say health, I mean an amalgamation of 
fitness, diet, supplements, like all everything that one and mental health, mm. like, you know, all of all of those things and sleep, I'd include in that as well. Absolutely. Like all of these things are so important to changing your perspective on your work like doing doing those those things makes you better in other aspects of your life yeah and um yeah is this like a realization you came to after starting that journey yes because in the first three months of the pandemic i actually focused on like i just learned to cook and it was amazing it was great like i learned to cook and it was so good but i put on loads of weight because of it as well the first (laughs) i think we all did during the pandemic absolutely so the first three months of the pandemic march to june i put on an unhealthy amount of weight because I was cooking amazing food yeah. and somebody had to eat it. Yeah. So I was eating that it. Somebody was, was you. Yeah, that's somebody, I'm my grandparents, but <laughs> the three, right. they, they had the best diet during the first three months of the oh. pandemic because they were eating. They were the eating, well, yeah, exactly. Um, and then I was, then I had like a bit of a, a, a moment where I knew that um, one of my best friends was going to get married the following year. I knew that I was going to turn 30 the following year. I knew that there was these, these major moments that were going to happen in my life and that, I wasn't going to, it It started from a vain perspective of I wasn't going to look good in those moments and very quickly changed to I wasn't going to feel good yeah. in those moments. And then it became about uh, more of an internal feeling of feeling mm. healthy. And then I like overnight um, found a personal trainer and it was July time. So I could train in the park at that time. So I was training in the yeah. park and um, changed my diet and changed everything. And I haven't looked back since. But, man, I would not be uh, as happy as I am today Mm. if I'd continued doing what I was doing. Because I was going to ask you, how did you figure out your what works for you? Because there's a lot of that, you know, there's a lot of kind of, you know, you know, exercise and eat healthy and stuff like that. But everyone's different. So what how did you find that? Okay, this is how did you come to the conclusion of trying these things out? And okay, this is what works for me now. Like, what did you do? Again, like, this is another thing. I feel like as South Asians, a lot of us are taught not to spend, well, we're all taught not to spend money. No. (laughs) uh, The the thing is, we would spend money on buying a gift for someone, right? Yeah. So to make somebody else happy, we would spend money, like happily. But what about making ourselves feel good? Like, what about and I think the biggest gift you can give to yourself is happy is happiness, right? So uh, the first thing I had to do was come to terms with the fact that I will have to spend money on myself to better myself. And that's hard to do because you think it's cheating. You think hiring a personal trainer is cheating because you think you don't have the willpower to do it yourself. You think buying expensive food is uh, a waste of money because why you can you can make a dal in like you can make dal in pennies like you don't yeah. need to spend good money on it and actually if you are lucky enough to be able to have uh you know if you if you are fortunate enough to be able to have that it's disposable income at that time to mm. be able to spend on those things then you have to i i feel like you have to allow yourself to do it yeah. like if it's going to help you and that was the first thing so i got a personal trainer I started buying better quality food that was like natural, natural, but more fruits and vegetables. Like it's really simple. It is, yeah, it is simple. I, I say this it all the really time. Simple. It's so simple, but people don't realize how simple it is until they get into that mindset. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, and it, yeah. see, like, I don't like, I do not like going to the gym. I've tried it plenty of times ever since I was in uni. I've tried it. So I'm just not a gym goer, but 
I started doing classes. I've done so, I've done so many I've done so many classes and I've loved it. And it's not for any other reason but just to move my body and do something that really makes me happy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's that and this is why I wanted to say like how because you know a, there's so much information about this is how you can get fit and this is how you can do these things. And but, most of it is rubbish. Yeah, it's like but if it doesn't work for you then yeah. What you, like you know it's 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 all of us it's almost as though oh if you don't go to the gym then you're not being healthy. Also I th- I think that there's a big thing about um look I'm lucky enough that I can do this yeah. because I don't have commitments that stop me from doing mm. this right like so I'm not married right now I don't have kids right now. I speak to some of my um uh, family and friends who I know that are married or who have kids and they co- and their lifestyle and their routine um is what it, it can't, it can't be helped. Like it can't be changed. They have young kids. They have to be at home at certain times. They work long hours. They don't have the freedom and the luxury of being able to focus on their health. I am blessed that I have that luxury at this point in my life. I would be stupid not to take it. Like I would be stupid to not take advantage of the fact that I have that opportunity right now. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you, but I just want to, just wind back slightly to when you said that your it was your friend's wedding where you thought you're not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna look, look good. good. Look yeah, good. Yeah. So I think that that was what I want. To, I'm so sorry to touch on that, but no, I just no, I wanted I wanted to ask you because was that like you kind of almost admitting that you've been happy, but then you realise actually I'm not that happy oh, with yeah. the way that you look or the way that you are. You know, like your habits at that time or whatever. Okay, it was. so <laughs> this is really interesting. So obviously up until this was like my the first. Um, one of my best friends and the first friend in our friendship group who was going to get married. So then you're, what I'm thinking is these are my friends for life now because I've been friends with them for well over 10 years and uh, these photos are going to live on forever. And I don't want to look back at these photos and not be happy with the way I was looking. And secondly, uh, I've, it wasn't like it was going to be the first time that I've been on a, in a photo, right? I've been on camera for years in my job. I've been on TV. I've done interviews. I've been everywhere. However, I've always known that I didn't feel comfortable with how I looked, but I knew that my interviews were shit hot. So I was like, it's yeah. fine. Like, <laughs> I was like, it's fine. The content itself is... This I is the type I'm of really confidence I think has changed that. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I know that my I'm good at my job. Absolutely. I know the content is really good. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how I look on camera. People will get over the fact that I don't look like... A, Who's a good-looking interviewer? I was going to say John Abraham then, but he's an interviewer. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, who's a good-looking interviewer? Are there any? I don't know, but anyway, people get over <laughs> you. the fact... Yeah, but thanks. Uh, thanks. Um, people get over the fact that I'm yeah. not, like, um, looking as good as the actors I'm yeah. interviewing because the content of the... The quality of the interview is, is good enough. It's good enough, yeah. And um, so I didn't prioritise it. Okay. But then what made you have that switch? Because I'm sure it wasn't just the fact that it was, it was your I friends. I think it was the, the bigger part was that I was going to turn 30 and I didn't okay. want to start a new yeah. decade of my life um, with the same problems that I was having in my 20s. And also, let's let's not beat around the bush. Apart from like the very um, obvious physical appearance, it's not good for your health. No, and not. I was having health problems as well. Like I was having yeah. like, I was having to go for um, appointments and finding out what was going on with me and like just unhealthy problems that... I didn't realise at the time, but were a clear result of my um, irresponsibility with my diet. Yeah. And yeah. lack of fitness. 
Yeah. But you know, you talk, talk talking about sleep and everything. It all does tie into yeah. one. It ties into one. And it's like, like on the opposite end, like I went through loads of health issues where I had to like just not eat because of nothing to do with my weight, but just the way that my body was reacting to certain foods. And I found that I had lost so much weight and I'm like, it kind of put that thing into perspective of, oh no, I actually look better with a little bit of weight on. Yeah. Like I got so skinny, like I got so skinny that I looked, I literally looked ill. And it's that whole thing of like, oh, hold on. It, there, we, we are so consumed with, this is how you should look and this is how you should be. And you know, it's, it's, and that really, really opened my eyes up to think, oh my God, actually, no. Like some people look great if they're really skinny, but there are a lot of people who don't and you need to have that. It, it is about having that balance. Of, but it's so personal. Absolutely. Oh my God, yeah, it is. It really is. And you learn so much about your body, like so much about yourself. And it is about like, it's it it's, it can be really overwhelming when you're like, oh, I've got to do everything all at once. But even just starting one by one and figuring that out, it's, I mean, and, and it's not about you having, it's not always about you having to stop something to start something. You know, it's about, for me, it's definitely been about trying to incorporate like some sort of health and fitness into the way that I'm living now, where possible. Just starting off with that and then, yeah. But obviously everyone's different, so it could be. <laughs> I, I was going to say, the the thing is though, if I hadn't have had that moment in the pandemic where my yeah. workload slowed down a little bit, yeah. I don't know if I could have given it that oh, time. Oh, I see. Okay. So that's the thing, right? Like, so I, my workload slowed down only slightly. I still had, basically, I was quite lucky just before the pandemic, I'd gone to Mumbai and I had a bank of content that was going to roll out over the next few months anyway. I had two podcast series that were about to release and I was oh, working yeah. on the edit for a lot of them. So I, my workload was a little bit more relaxed at the start of the pandemic and that allowed me to find the time to do 10,000 steps every day, go, go to the park and work out, etc. And if that had not have happened, I think I would have always used the excuse of I don't have time to to mm. to never do it. Also, rewinding back a little bit more, like, <laughs> like much further back, and I can't remember at what point we, we said this, but I wanted to make the point of um, how do you find the work ethic or the approach to work of the younger generation coming into the workplace and I'll tell you why I say that is because earlier I said oh it's okay now if I need to put in two hours three hours extra in the office because I know that there'll be a time where it's a little bit quieter and I can you know make you know bank up those tokens in other places later but I feel like I learn a lot from a newer generation of people in the workplace whose boundaries are far more set than mine ever yeah. were. And I don't know how I feel about it. Hmm. I kind of do yeah. agree, to be fair, because I do feel like younger people have come in and already know what they want in yeah. a way and already have already set, right, this is how many hours I'm going to give this. Then I'm cutting off, mm. I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. Or whatever it is. But I think what blurs the lines for me in my workplace is the work from home. Because I feel like, me included in this, the younger generation are just putting in extra hours from home, but when they're physically in the office, there's more of a boundary. Right. Yeah. 
So I, th- I feel I feel like it's, yeah, I feel like it's a bit of a balance. The thing, I, for, for me, I definitely feel like the one thing that sticks out for me is their awareness of everything is so much, they're so, they are so much more aware than I ever was when yeah. I was their age yeah. and like what that means for them. So it's, it's, it's almost as though I can't, like that part I can't really relate to because I'm like, oh my God, when I was your age, I had no clue about stuff, something like, you know, it yeah. was that kind of... I do feel like the internet has made you know, the world ab- smaller. Well, absolutely, it's uh, that. The reason I mention it is because like, for example, me in my early 20s yeah. saw nothing except work, right? Like, yeah. And, and work and socialising and don't get me wrong, like I'm making it sound like all I did was work, work, work. I, I partied hard as well. Like <laughs> I, I enjoyed, I really enjoyed, yeah. love, like I really enjoyed that time. Um, but... I would work extra and I think that those extra hours of work and you know everything I've said I don't regret doing any of it at Mm. at that time but um, all that extra work that I did put me in a far better position and gave me better opportunities and did result in I think me being in a better place in my Mm. career now but I see a newer generation of people coming into the workplace who have their boundaries much better set and have a much better proportion of work-life balance and yeah. have their health focus and their mental health focus and their and everything else and their relationships. And I don't know if they will progress at work in the same way mm. with that work ethic. Yeah, no, I completely agree. But I do feel like that's not through a lack of ambition because I think where, where we, in yeah. the kind of roles that we're in, I feel like there are, like, I feel like I started in this, in, in, in the office that I'm in, in a different role in my late twenties. And I feel like I was ambitious enough, but not as ambitious as someone like in that age now coming into the same. I just feel like the ambition is so much more. Yeah, you're saying that because in, in, in like in my office, it's literally been like, I've been at my role for, at my job for like five years now. And yeah, it is that sort of progression and figuring out what I want to do and all of that. But a lot of the younger generation have come in, have come in and then gone on straight yeah. away to like, like within within the year, they've them like, yep, I've gotten, I've gotten a fast stream or I've gotten a this or I've gotten, a, oh, you so know. You like, think it does work in there? So to I their think advantage. it does. It's I think it because they they have a lot more focus in. Okay, if this works because they've got that space for setting their boundaries, they're just focused on. Okay, this works for me. This doesn't. Right, I can change it. Whereas I think. For us, it's been, oh no, I have to, I have to prove myself. Yeah. It's that thing of, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a slight mindset difference. Maybe, yeah. It's like, I've got to prove myself to make sure that I'm capable to move up. Whereas for them, it's just like, well, I don't want to do this. I'm going to go and try something else. And because they've got that kind of mindset of I'm setting my boundaries. They're not, they're basically making life work for them. Instead of every, every, instead of everyone else, then work for everyone else. Does how that do make we? Sense? How do we change our mindset to match that? Though? Because <laughs> it's so hard. It's so because hard. when I see it in the in the workplace, and and like I said, I was uh, I was managing a team for a short while as well, and um, when I see that mindset, my instinct is that you won't get further in your career because you're not putting in that extra work and because you're not working those extra hours. And for some reason, I have it drilled into me that you have to work overtime yeah. to, to, to get further. But who's and drilling it into you? I think it was more of a general, like a culture okay. coming into yeah. the workplace. Yeah. And like, I think it was like, if you don't um, show you're overly keen, then you aren't seen to be a yeah. good uh, employee. Yeah, you have to be. You, it's like it's like showing that you're committed 
yes. to the not only to your job but to the company and to like yes. it, and I think it also stems from like you know when they, when like I I mean I, you know I don't know if if, if it, you know they have these interview questions anymore but you know the kind of where do you see yourself in five years and the expectation is that you say you see yourself in that company or something do you know what i mean like you yeah. see, kind of it's it like it's, it's i don't think that. i've ever answered that I don't, right. <laughs> I don't think i've ever answered it any like honestly but it's yeah you, i think do you, it's, not yeah. See, do you not think that at the start of your career like it was about putting in like just making yourself be seen to be like this is all that matters in my life and nothing else so it's weird that you ask that because as you're asking it i feel like i did th- think that when i was doing the media stuff Ooh, but not okay. so much in my actual day job. But that's because the media industry is deluded and they expect <laughs> you. Do you know what I mean? But you kind of fit into that yeah. in a way because you feel like you, like, exactly you as you said. People you interviews at like 8 a.m., this is what I mean. 10 p.m., Sundays. That you're always available. You're the always amount available. of time, the amount of times that like, you know, I remember you getting black people coming, like, like people from like India are saying, oh, there's an interview happening tomorrow and it's like three o'clock in the morning here. Yeah. It's like, um, that's happened to me where someone has called me while I've been at work in the office. Someone's called me like, oh, can you talk to this person in an hour? No, no, no. at work. I have no facility to do this <laughs> while I'm at work. What do you mean you're at work? Can you not find a room? No. No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, but that's because I think yeah. the world revolves around them. That's, also, that's yeah, all it that's is. it. That's yeah, what it is. and also I do think that some people don't realise that it was a side side hustle. Yeah. Mm. You do know what I mean? In in Indian or Asian media, people don't actually understand that not all roles are proper yeah. roles. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, I do genuinely feel like I put in more into my media hustle in the same way that you did because I felt like I had to be seen to be able to get the opportunities or take advantage of the opportunities in order to move on to the next bigger yeah. opportunity. Whereas I don't feel that in my day job. That's good that you don't feel that in your day Maybe job. Maybe I just don't feel I it. I think I've started to feel doesn't. it now. Because <laughs> oh, I think for now, because I think when I, after I left uni, I just, this is another thing about the ambition thing. I was just very lost when I left uni. I was like, what am I going to do with my life now? Like, you know, it's just, it was so easy to have that transition educationally. And then it was one of those things where, I mean, I loved, I, I've always loved kind of, surprisingly, I've always loved every job that I've done. It's been absolutely amazing. And I've met, the most amazing people um but it was just going from one thing to another and then now I kind of feel like okay I'm settled in something and again it's that awareness now I'm a lot more aware of myself and what I want to do and what I'm passionate about and that that has changed through the years so now I'm kind of like okay now I've got to do something that works for me um and just figuring that out um but yeah. Set your boundaries. Set my boundaries. As you've just been saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best but thing you can do. Absolutely, absolutely. So we are introducing a new segment into our episodes. At the end of every every episode, we're going to play a few this or that questions. Yes. So, yeah, so we're gonna do this or that, and this Shama's that. gonna go first. Tea or coffee? Coffee. That was easy. That was easy. Tea is like one of those drinks that I will have if like I'm in a mare kind of mood. Like, oh, I see. but coffee is my go-to first thing in the morning. Uh, although I have to have a cut off because otherwise I'm up till two. Like, <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't have coffee past. I push it. I can't have coffee past four p.m. That's that's a good. Oh that's god, a good that's shot. early. I thought it would be later than that. No, what's yours? I don't drink coffee She's at all. No, uh, I've How never been. I just don't. I don't like the taste of it. Do you drink coffee sometimes? What's your cut off? Oh, my! I don't have a cut off. <laughs> Ooh, wow. I do not have a cut off. Okay. That means you're probably a regular drinker. Yes, yeah. And you're, yeah. I'm just not. Okay, fair enough. Okay, 
the second this or that, and I know you've done loads of roles, as you've just said, but I'm going to just narrow it down to two. Entertainment reporter or radio presenter? I think radio presenter. I think with entertainment reporter, you're in too much of a... um, Actually, it depends at what age you're doing the job. I think when I was an entertainment reporter, it was the best job in the world. I got to travel around the world and do interviewing the biggest stars, going to Shah Rukh Khan's house, like doing the best things in the world. And it was... Yes, he did say Shah Rukh Khan's house. Absolutely. Yes, (laughs) and it was amazing. And But parts of that job are also... um, they they make you compromise on certain parts of your life that you don't want to compromise on and some of that is actually about your self-worth as well whereas as a radio presenter I feel like it's a much more um, wholesome job wholesome role cool so you've had a bit of a stint in going to Pakistan and 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 you know like um, interacting with a lot of their sort of celebrities so Bollywood or Nollywood Oh, Bollywood. Yes. But that's because... Oh, wow. I didn't okay. think you'd say that. Yeah, yeah it's Bollywood. But but look, uh, Pakistani entertainment has a massive, massive part of my heart as well because mm. I've seen it grow over the last few years. But I think they've got a long way to go. I think what they're doing is amazing. Yeah. And like, there's this film out right now called Teri Meri Kahania, which is really good. It's a Pakistani film. Pakistani dramas are amazing as well. Um, but you can't take away the childhood childhood nostalgia that we all have with Bollywood. Yeah. Like, we've all grown up on Bollywood films. So you, can't really you can't touch yeah. Shah Khan really can you can't like, touch, no yeah. absolutely not I'm so glad we have a Shah Khan fan I know <laughs> <laughs> okay more simpler question sweet or savoury this is really hard <laughs> oh my god I thought it was one of the simple questions no, no that's really hard because I have a sweet tooth so I feel like I have to have something sweet after. I never used to be like this, but I feel like after dinner I have to have something yep. sweet. I've yeah, always, I've always been it. like that. I have to resist. The, the way that I, the way that I kind of answer this question, because I, it's the same for me. But I'm like, if I were to go to dinner and I would have to have like like a start a main or a main dessert, I'd always go for main and dessert. This is true. So just oh, think of it man, like that. It is so hard. <laughs> but then savory means that you. If you, if I say sweet, then I'm saying like. I don't like main courses, but I do like the main course. No, yeah. I'm just asking okay, you yeah, what you fine, prefer. Sweet. Really <laughs> there you go. It, I'm taking it it's, too, it's, if too you deep. Can, if you can live without the sweet, then it's savoury. If you, if you can't, I can't live, live without the sweet. I wouldn't be able go. to choose then if I, that was... <laughs> yeah. I can't live without the sweet. I need yeah. it. Um, okay, next one. Oh, okay. Uh, gym workout or dance routine? I think a lot of people will be surprised by me saying this. But actually, gym workout. <gasps> okay. Really? Yeah, I love dancing. I really love dancing. I love um, uh, bhangra dancing. I love Bollywood dancing. I really do love it. But I think there is a uh, something really. But dance is quite often a communal experience mm. that you're doing as a group, and I think there's something really therapeutic about an individual gym workout yeah, okay. and time with yourself and just that time to clear your your head. And a gym workout is great for that. Do I think pushing weights is great for that. Do you not ever just have a dance in your kitchen by yourself? I, I have done. I've, I've done that. I've done okay. that. Yeah. Who hasn't? Who hasn't? Who hasn't done that? Exactly. I Although, hope everyone does. I'm it's great. Have you ever danced in the kitchen by yes, yourself? but I'm just laughing at the fact that Shama asked you this question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why not? Because I'm dancing all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good. Oh. What are you dancing to? Anything and everything. Like, okay. literally, I'll just put on Spotify and be like, what have you got for me today? And sometimes it will be like, okay, the other... The, well, we went to see a Burner Boy concert a couple oh, of weeks cool. ago. Oh, my God, it was so good. I mean, I don't actually... I don't understand what he's saying half the time. <laughs> so I'm, like, making up the words, but the music is great. So, like, anything. It could be go from Bollywood to Amy Winehouse to Burner Boy to anything. So nice. whatever I feel like. 
cool. Yeah. Okay, final one. <laughs> social media or no social media? No social media. Really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, if I was not in the job that I'm in, I would not be on social media. Wow. I think social media is, like, it messes with your head. It causes, like, it causes so much stress. It, like, social media... I know people say, oh, there's advantages and disadvantages to social media. Apart from people who've made a business and are living yeah. out of it, I can't see the advantages of it personally. I think that it's quite a toxic space. And I say that even though I'm very active on social media. But that is because of the nature but of my job. It's of your job. Yeah. And I think most people would say who use it actively that that it's because of the nature of their job. Mm. But I find like even recently, sorry, I know this is supposed to be a rapid fire. <laughs> it's okay. answers, but like even recently, um, Tik- I use TikTok quite a lot now. Okay. And I don't know if you guys use TikTok. Not yet. Okay. So, <laughs> so TikTok is where I find people have the most honest opinions. But it's such a toxic space. Like they really hate really Rocky or Ronnie Brim Ghani for no reason. It's really <laughs> annoying me. Like they have absolutely no reason. Do you know what? It's and so they fun. hate Ranbir-, Ranbir Singh and they hate Alia. But I'm like, why? What have these people done I saw to you? some of this, but I didn't see it on TikTok. Oh so my Twitter. God. Yeah. Me too. Really- but I'm just like, why, why are you hating people for no reason? And it's because social media does give everybody a platform to say whatever they like. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. Like, ha- great. Have a platform. But the problem is I don't think people know how to use that freedom responsibly yeah yeah absolutely true so i think it's really weird because i wouldn't have been in the media industry if it wasn't for social media so i've seen obviously the good side of it and, but then being conscious yeah. of yeah. the negative aspects of and it. i've totally used it to my advantage yeah so i can't i can't say i wouldn't i wouldn't i yeah i needed social media i still need social media but but not in like it's it. not in it's like yeah, not not in its sort of. I think it's got worse over the years. It has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, but it's, it's that thing of it. It it will always go back to the fact that people think they're behind a screen and no one can see them. So no, but even know. like the 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 psychological impact of it is like I will ignore someone's WhatsApp because I'm too busy and think I'll reply to them later. But if they've tagged me in an Instagram story, I'll feel you pressured. See? Yeah, it's I true. Feel pressured to to respond or share oh, it. Funny. Yeah. Share yeah, but also you, they can see when you're online. Yeah. You know, like, especially yeah, if it's like no, Instagram or something. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. See, I don't know how to do any of that. I don't know how to hide my... Like, and to be honest, it, it is actually that. It's like, for me, I've I've realised one of one thing that I'm trying to do for myself is just put social... I'm bad at it. I'm, I'll always just scroll. But trying to have a conscious effort of practising, okay, let me just not do that for like and the validation is horrible like (laughs) you know like you counting likes and looking at comments and doesn't it doesn't mean anything to a certain extent some people it does yeah yeah i mean okay so like for out for okay so for this for your work and stuff absolutely but you know when like someone's trying to just they don't know what they're just doing it for the fun of oh here's my profile like me what are you giving no but i think for them it matters even more and actually Mm -hmm. i've realized that you know because like for example I don't take social media very seriously at yeah. all. And I don't um, I don't reply to comments, good or bad, which is bad. I should, because somebody's taken out the time to comment underneath one of my posts. I should take out the time yeah. to reply. But because I don't prioritise social media enough, I don't think that my friendship with that person rests yeah. on my reply to yeah. a public comment. Yeah. Like, they could message me something privately and I'd have more value for it. But I think it's very kind that they've taken out the time and, and commented. But I've noticed that other people in conversation, they will say things like, oh, so-and-so didn't even like my picture. So-and-so didn't even comment on my picture. Or so-and-so doesn't reply to my stories. Mm. And it's made me rethink the way I behave. So now I'm more conscious about trying to be 
more um, supportive on social media of people not who work not who work in the industry, but yeah. just generally friends and family because actually that validation does mean something to yeah, people now. True. It shouldn't. Yeah, it shouldn't. Yeah, but it, does. Thinking, yeah, yeah, definitely it does. shouldn't. But it does. It definitely does. Mm. That was Excellent. my final this or that question. Thank you so, so much for taking the time out to be with us today, Haroon. Honestly, it's been, it's been, gra- been, it's been so great. I've had a pleasure being here. Thank you so much for joining us. And yes. we will, we might invite him back, actually. Uh, we might. About, we have a part two to do about we the media. We absolutely <laughs> do. Oh, my God. I, I mean, there are so on, many things that I'm like, enough. oh, my God, I want to ask this. Actually, I want to interview both of you for your own media journeys. That would be <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Lay that one to Let's... rest. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Harry. Thank you so, it's so much. It's been really wonderful. Thank Where you. can people find you? You can find me on everything at iHaroom Rashid. Excellent. And... Uh, because the person, the Haroon Rashid handle is taken on every social media account. Oh. I had to add an I to everything. Uh, so literally everywhere, it's iHaroom Rashid. He's just copied Rithik. Yep. I think I copied Sharuk because he's I, I am Sharuk. I am Rithik is I Rithik. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. That's well, he started off from. as that. I don't I know. know. Uh, and I do have to point out, there was one thing you said that really reminded me of something that Shahrukh says in De- Diz in the Gi, where he's just like, oh, why do, we, why, do we have to, why do we have to think we have to take the longer route? You can take the shorter route to life. So just, that just happened. Whatever works. Yeah, whatever you works. just compared me to Shahrukh Khan. You just made my day. Excellent. Nice. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have no. I, I have no comment. That's all right. <laughs> and you guys, no you guys can all find us on all the socials at Voice Out Podcast. Um, and I just want to say thanks to DJ Shy Guy who absolutely. did our jingle, Woohoo. As, always. as always. And yeah, we will be back soon. We'll be back very soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.